Well, good evening, ambassadors. Good evening. I'm so excited tonight uh, to be here to impart uh, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding from the Word, teaching from Holy, the Holy Scriptures. And we're so excited tonight. It'll be me and Elder Derek Anderson tonight uh, coming forward with the Word. So we're excited to be in a position where our shepherd trusts us to handle the Word and trust us to disperse the Word as he would sitting here today. So again, we want to thank you for joining us tonight. Do me a favor, uh, click the like button, subscribe, share. We want to make sure the kingdom message gets out. We want to make sure the kingdom message gets out. All right, saints, I know you guys have been waiting. So with that being said, uh, what will we be talking about today? Well, we'll be talking about kingdom keys to self-discovery. We'll be talking about kingdom keys to self-discovery. Uh, it's very important, very, very, very important that all ambassadors know why they're here. Because the Father put us here for a mandate and a purpose. You're here to solve some problems. And you're here to cultivate the earth and make it conducive, make it in a place where heaven can come into earth and reside in the earth. And so with that being said, it's so hard for a lot of ambassadors now, we see, because the enemy tries his best to steal, kill, and destroy. Tries to destroy your purpose. He tries to kill your time. And he tries to steal uh, what's rightfully yours. But because we're legal in the earth, because we have rights as citizens of the kingdom of heaven, we position ourselves into a position of righteousness and we draw from the Holy Spirit who teaches us all things. And so we're going to get into that tonight. Um, we have seen people um, in today's society push anxiety and doubt as a form of just normality. I'm going to make a word of normality. And so that's not the way that we should think. And so tonight we're going to be talking about some ideas that have been pushed out and some things that are causing us as ambassadors to lose focus. You're here for a, a set time and you're here to do something that the Father has designed specifically for you to do. And also ambassadors are here. We have a mandate to cultivate the, the, the earth and make it so, so subjected to the word which will bring heaven in the earth. So let's get right into that. We're limited on time, so we want to make sure we get right into that. All right. So we're going to review a little bit of kingdom terms that we've been going over uh, in our personal development series with Dr. Larry. And I want to make sure you guys keep this going because this is the foundation. This is the foundation that the belief system should be standing on. Not the ways of the world, not the ideas and thoughts of your favorite rapper, not the ideas and thoughts of modern day the school colleges, the way they want you to think, but base your philosophy, the way that you live off of kingdom principles and precepts. So let's go over this, let's review. And we all know this, but again, we're reviewing. So principles, Principles are first rules. It's what's first priority in the scripture in Tehillim. It tells us to, uh, in our, uh, knowledge is the principal thing, meaning it's the first rule. In order to receive and accept that knowledge, we have to acknowledge it being there in the first place. So the first rule, first priority, but it also tells us in all our getting, gain and understanding. What is understanding? Understanding is the ability to apply that principle that you learn, that knowledge that you gain and appropriate it to whatever situation. So with that being said, we go to the next one. Precepts. Precepts are the beginning thought or initial idea. Here at Empowerment of Faith, we love to track ideas down to the source. Why do we do that? We track ideas down to the source because we have to decipher as ambassadors, we have to rightly divide the word of truth. And we have to discern those things that are unlike the father or deemed um, unlawful to the father. We have to make sure that we get those things, we uproot those things, those ideas, and we sever them from the kingdom's way of thinking. So precepts are the beginning thought, the initial idea. Laws, 
Laws are established principles and precepts. And guess what? The Father's word is law. Everything that he says, it entails him. Every word that the Father speaks or anything that's been written that has been spoken from the Father is deemed law. So we, we know law in the uh, secular realm here in, in the earth. And what we have to understand also is that ideas are discovered. The scripture tells us there's nothing new under the sun. So man had discovered certain laws and we have been going over the law of buoyancy and the law of lift and how those laws are engaged. So those laws were already here. The father already established that when he created the earth, law was there. Matter, matter of fact, law brought order. So he placed his word. And when we look at Bereshit in the beginning, we see that the father placed his word first and then order follows the word. So in this sense, laws are the word. And when we practice laws, when we execute laws, when we activate laws, we're actually activating order because order follows the law. Okay. And then a decree, as you hear a lot of people, when they pray, they say, you know, I decree and I declare, well, we don't have rights to writing laws because the father, that was what he had already established. So we don't have to write any new laws. And we see that now in today's society, new laws are being passed that are opposite of what the father is saying. And so when we talk about self-discovery, we have to make sure as we find out whose we are and who we are, that we understand that there's laws that govern who we are and what we do. So decrees are written laws. When we talk about the uh, 10 covenant keys to govern a nation, which a lot of people call the 10 commandments, those are written laws that the father orally communicated and then they were written, okay? And we have to understand, because we're talking about self-discovery, the father has is he's not just limited to what's been written. The father can continually speak. He speaks to us through the Holy Spirit. So we see the written laws and we see those, but the father also talks to us. And every word that comes out of the, word, uh, the mouth of the father is law. And so as ambassadors, we have to understand when we find out who we are, because the enemy loves to take little small tittles of ideas and sometimes it may even be true, but it's not the truth and it's not coming from the Father. And we're gonna get into that in just a second. And commands, commands are laws communicated orally, okay? So that was the command. So the 10 commandments, what people say, which was communicated orally and then it was written. Therefore, it was a decree. And as ambassadors, we see that the declaration, so it's a declaration of the kingdom that we make sure that we build our code of ethics on our moral standards the principles the precepts the laws the systems that govern the kingdom of heaven should be impermeated in the minds in the belief system of ambassadors but what happens is the enemy loves to place thoughts i give you another one in Bereshit, when hava was deceived by the old serpent he didn't give her anything because they were already cultivated in the earth. Everything that they needed was there. So they were in the very presence of the Father. The heaven was open. Anything they needed was already there. And again, the Father was communicating to them orally. When she had the uh, encounter with the old serpent, the old serpent used a thought, an idea. He even used, tried to use the words of the Father to get them to give up their their uh, dominion in the earth. You have to give that to the, to the enemy. The enemy, the old serpent is here and he's here illegally. But when we give him access, when we allow those things and those thoughts to become a part of us, then we get initiated into another school of thought. The father can't enter into that because that's not who he is. He's not evil. He's not deceptive. There's no lies, no iniquity found in the Father. But when you accept the thoughts, when you accept the thoughts of the enemy, you are pushing out 
the word that has been spoken into you because the father has already deemed in his word that he already knew the plans for us even when we're in the womb of our mothers giving us access into the earth he already knew the plans that we had but he also gave us a free will and that free will allows us to make choices so we have to choose to follow the father okay so let's get a little bit deeper into that because we're going to talk about how dangerous ideas are okay all right so how dangerous is an idea okay let's look at a couple of those an idea is a precept which is a beginning thought it's original thought and then a thought or an idea that you agree with becomes your conception when i agree with the thought it becomes my conception your belief system is formulated with ideas it's collected of is a housing agent our belief system is a housing agent for the ideas that we accept we have to accept them okay and your belief system is more powerful than the holy spirit why is that it's more powerful because it can cause us to shut the door and lock the door and barricade the door not allowing the holy spirit to enter because of our belief system you can't mix the two you can't mix doubt with the thoughts of the kingdom you can't mix anxiety with the thoughts of the kingdom you can't mix darkness with light and then uh, and and expect the father to bless it expect the father to bless you to bless your life to bless to bless you in the circumstances no it does not work that way because we have not allowed the holy spirit to fully fully enter in into our minds and and it's and you can see that as a result of our lifestyles okay a thought that is in error if agreed with will give birth to a misconception and as a result will bring forth a school of thought that can cause misuse or misunderstanding of purpose and vision we misunderstand our purpose and vision is never excluded again the father already told us in the beginning before we even entered into the earth he already had a purpose and a vision for each and every one of us to fulfill in the earth. You here, not because uh, we need to get another, you know, expand in population. You're not just here to have a good time. You're not here to just be a good Christian, as people say. You're not here to just endure life. It's so much more to the kingdom. And this is where the enemy. And this is where the enemy uses that seed of an idea and he plants it and having you think that a good thing is the right thing he has you thinking that a good thing is a right thing and that's not true we have to measure our success measure the uh progression of our lives and how we're growing as an individual as an ambassador by looking at what what is the father called me to do and what he has called me to do is what i measure myself to i don't measure myself to other people i don't measure myself to other things because you can always find someone that you're doing better than as many people that's doing better than you quote unquote and say that's not how we look at ourselves because when we talk about self-discovery in order to know who you are in order to fulfill the will of the father we have to make sure that we connect and have a relationship with the governor in the earth who's been given to us that teaches us and let's let's go into that because we want to go and give you some scripture to that so when we talk about ideas we look at Corinthians bet five we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of Elohim and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to the Messiah. We have to filter those thoughts. What does the Father say about me? What does the Father say about my life? 
What does the father say about my family, about the vision that he instilled into me? What, it, what did he tell me to do? Not what other people are telling me, not what, the, not what people think is success, not the ideas that the enemy has planted in the earth, but what does the father say? We have to have the mindset of the Messiah, and we're going to see how we do that. Because some people are facing some issues in their mind. They're thinking that they're not good enough. Or uh, if it's the will of the Father, it is the will of the Father. It is his will that every man come into the knowledge of the truth. It's his will that we all prosper according to his will. His will is that we dominate in the earth, the circumstances. We're here to fulfill the mandate of ambassadors and our purpose in the earth. The vision and purpose. Vision is a revelation of your purpose. How do you get a revelation of your purpose? Let's look into that. Because there's only one person in the earth that can give you your purpose. Okay? Let's go to that. Scoot on down. Okay. Well, we'll stop right here. Okay, so when we talk about the governor in the earth, we talk about ideas and we talk about how we get in right alignment with the Father so we can fulfill the will when we're talking about self-discovery. And the message that Yeshua taught when he was in the earth, the first kingdom message that he taught was repent for the kingdom of heaven is in you. The kingdom of heaven is in you. When Yeshua left the earth, he said, greater works. You saw me walking on water. You saw me turning water to wine. You saw me feeding and managing the resources that the Father has given to me whenever I needed it, whenever I asked for it, because he knew what the word said. He already knew the principles, the precepts, the systems, and laws that govern the kingdom. He already knew that. So, as ambassadors, we have to make sure that we draw from the governor. When he left, he said, I'm leaving you a, a helper, the Holy Spirit, who's going to teach you some things. He's going to teach you how to dominate in the earth. So with that being said, um, the way we believe is a system. We talk about the system. So the systems that govern the kingdom of heaven is a way that you believe. The way that we think is our philosophy, our school of thought. The source of our philosophy is what we believe. You will only change when your belief system change. You will only change when your philosophy changes. Again, this is the first message that, that they should have taught. You will change when your belief system changes. What do you think about yourself? You have to be confident. Me and my wife had a, 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 a discussion about this. We had a discussion about this because we talked. We were talking about someone that uh, is very confident, but it can also come off as, as um, prideful, okay? And so we, the Holy Spirit was just talking and talking, and we got revelation of that. Confidence comes from confidence in the Holy Spirit. When you, when the moment, the moment you take confidence out of the Holy Spirit and put it into the flesh, then you both, you lift yourself up in pride. So as we're talking about the Holy Spirit, the governor, who is teaching us all things, the Holy Spirit is and has searched the innermost parts of the Father. Scripture tells us this, even the thoughts concerning you. And it also tells us that no, man's, no man knows the thoughts of the Father except the Spirit that lives in the man. So in order to get your vision, your purpose, because we already know the mandate. It's already been written what the mandate is. But to get our purpose, the, the, the issue that's in the earth that you can solve by being in position with the Father is given to you by drawing from the Holy Spirit. Most people, most, most of us don't even know that it's a language, a heavenly language that we can speak, that 
the Holy Spirit in us teaches us how to do. He teaches us how to prosper. So let's look at some hindrances that we see that's causing us to not dominate. Because we we're talking about the ideas that have been placed in the minds of believers and which have caused them to self-assassinate because they think that they're not worthy or some of these things we're getting ready to list. So let's go over a couple of those. Logical reasoning. This is situational type thinking. Seeing in the natural and making decisions out of the soulish man. So I thought some people say that they can't do something or one of the things that, that kind of bothers me now is when a lot of people say I'm under construction. He's not through with me. He was already finished because he told you in the beginning, I already knew the plans for you. Why would he create something and then try to figure out where it needs to go? When a manufacturer puts the product out, he already knows his tar target audience. He already knows where it's going. He already knows his product in and out. Matter of fact, he'll warranty it. So the father already placed us in the earth and already gave us what was necessary. But when we see things in the natural, because we got to get out of the natural, and it's a balance. Because we see things, but we know that we're from another government. And so we know things can get done through utilizing the spirit. So seeing the natural and making decisions out of the soulish man. The soul comprises of three main components. That's the mind, that's the will, and that's the emotion. Our minds is a housing agent of our belief system. Number two, contaminated belief system. These are some uh, hindrances that are blocking ambassadors from dominating. A contaminated si a system of ideas that you accept as true. What lies has the enemy tried to put out that you accepted? We have to repent from those things. Three, accepting corrupted ideas, allowing others tainted thoughts to become a part of your belief system. That's why the scripture tells us that we're in the world, but we're not of it. We're from another government. We're ambassadors. We, we serve another government. We have been placed in the earth for new territory to be won by the Father so it can and permeate throughout the land. This is a perfect time for ambassadors to speak the word, to be in confidence, knowing that the word is going to supply every need. This is the time where we have to understand going forward in those areas where we think we can't succeed in, that we lean and uh, not to our own understanding, but lean on the Holy Spirit who's been given to us. The Father needs ambassadors in the earth. Heaven is full. We, so many believers are sitting in churches thinking that I'm just a good Christian, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that and I'm gonna be ready to go to heaven and I'll get my reward in heaven. It's rewards in the earth because the Father placed us here to do something. He said he reward those who diligently seek him. When we seek him through the Holy Spirit, who knows all the thoughts of the Father, we get revelation. We, we get understanding on how to do things, how to execute things. I made this, uh, this statement on the podcast with my other brothers, and it wasn't to be boastful at all, but it, it shows how important it is for us to be connected to the kingdom. And I was saying that, the Holy Spirit could give us in two minutes or one second more revelation, understanding, and wisdom than 10 degrees because the Holy Spirit is directly connected to the Father who knows everything. Man just discovered some ideas. The Father created ideas. And so I want to be connected to the, to the source of who, who created the ideas the good and pleasing ideas that I want to be a part of. Okay. So let's go back into that. All right. Past mistakes. The scripture tells us that when we get initiated into the kingdom school of thought, that we become new creatures, the old will be passed away. So why in the, and it tells us the father, takes the sins and the, and the things and the deeds that we did before we became ambassadors and he throws it into the sea of forgiveness. And what is that saying? 
The father doesn't bring those things back up because he wants you to move forward with your vision and purpose. Not to stay stagnated thinking that you can't move forward because you made a mistake. I had an issue uh, come up in my life that happened almost uh, seven years ago that still tried to bubble up. And it was a hard process to get through. But in that process, I knew that the father, by me having a communication and a relationship with the Holy Spirit, that I can pray in the Spirit and get revelation on how to take care of that effectively, who to call, and I, and I know now how to strategically pray to make sure things get done and not babble and cry and, and make the, try to make the Father feel bad because he's not. Because he said, I already gave you the tools. I'm not coming off this throne, coming down there again because I already sent my son to do what, what, what some people, I was trying to get other people to do, but they, they were letting past mistakes. They were letting contaminated belief systems. They were thinking logically and accepted some corrupted ideas that caused them to not be in position for me to operate out of. External environment, allowing your surroundings to define who you are. I grew up in poverty. That does not mean that I'm going to, uh, my kids and my family going to grow up in poverty. No, not at all. Because now I'm connected to the kingdom. What does the word say? He said, I will give you the desires of your heart if you, in according to my will. So my desires and my belief system in, in, in correlation to that is that I've accepted this kingdom school of thought. So the desires of my heart are the same desires of the father, not anything else. And then lastly, mismanage emotions. Emotions are chemicals. The father gave us emotions and he gave us emotions for a reason. But when we learn, when we mismanage those emotions, they can cause us to be hindered and dominating our circumstance. And so with that being said, ambassadors, uh, we'll try to get this part two tomorrow. And then uh, we have Elder Derek coming on to finish up uh, with this uh, segment for today. Be blessed. Welcome again to Empowerment of Faith, Kingdom Center for Ambassadors. I'm Elder Derek. I know you all just really enjoyed that word from Elder Demetrius as he was helping you all see from different precepts how to really get to know who you are uh, in the kingdom, in, you know, in the Father, know who you are according to what the Father is saying. So when we're having those ideas about what it is, you know, we're supposed to do uh, things of who we are and uh, what the Father has put us on earth to do, we know we have to get back to his precept as we've defined many times here at Empowerment of Faith. Because in order to have the right lifestyle, you first have to have the right type of thinking. And that's why keys are so important. So with this message today, we're going to concentrate again on other keys, or I should say focus, focus on other keys, uh, focus on other ideas that will really help us according to Elohim's word on how to get to the bottom of uh, management in the earth, what are we supposed to do according to the scripture, according to the father's word, according to what he has mandated us, what he has given us the ability to do. So all these things that are much needed in the everyday born again believer in order to be successful in the earth. So we have to have these things so that we won't be broke, broke down, busted, disgusted, and living just a torn apart life. And it won't be any, you can't tell the difference between, uh, a born again believer's life and someone who's living by the world's concepts or, the, you know, having those ideas or the precepts of the world. So we in order to distinguish between those, we have to understand certain things about the father himself, about who he is and who he created us to be so that we can be an example of his culture in the earth. And the culture that he has established is a reflection of his rulership or <laughs> him being a king in his kingdom. Let's say it that way, because then you will understand that uh, as Elohim is the king and he has a, a kingdom, which is the kingdom of heaven, that place, that country, we know that that place, that country has uh, a culture that has been defined by his laws. And not only that, but it uh, that place, that country, it also has systems. And we know that here on earth, we're supposed to live by those laws and those systems. And, you know, there are principles, which are first rules that we're supposed to use in our everyday lives so that we can be a reflection of heaven on earth. So in order to do that, we have to go to what it is that the father meant when, you know, he first put us in the earth and what he meant for us to do. 
So one thing about it, like I say, we're using governmental terms. Uh, how is it that we can be seen as representatives? Well, one word that is used is used in scripture, and we see it used a lot in um, our government today. Let me pull it up so that you all can see. Uh, and that's what we're going to be dealing with, the kingdom keys to manage and understand the importance of order. But like I say, we have to get to the understanding of this, and, and the way that we do it, like I say, we have to look at being representatives. Um, well, let me say this before I go there. The father, uh, he is a king of order, and he is a king who has shown us how he has managed things, how he put things in place. And so as we're being representatives, we're supposed to be a reflection of that in the earth. And where can we find that? Well, we first have to look at uh, defining terms. So we'll go to the first one here, and that is being an ambassador. So uh, what is an ambassador? Let's look at it here from an English definition, an accredited diplomat sent by a country as its official representative to a foreign country. Uh, the second definition here, a person who acts as a representative or, or promotes of a specified activity. All right, so we see here there's an accredited diplomat, diplomat sent by a country. So if you go to other countries, uh, they, ha they have uh, ambassadors there. If there's an ambassador in the United Kingdom, that person is considered uh, an American, you know, because they're from the United States. And that person speaks the language of, uh, you know, uh, America, which, you know, the main language is English. So he speaks the language, uh, the way he dresses, the way he talks. You know, they say we have an American accent. Just everything about him uh, the way that he lives reflects the culture of America. That's why when we go to other countries, people just by the way that we talk, uh, the things that we talk about, they people can automatically say, oh, you're an American. Or if, um, you know, we talk about, because there are, you know, there may be sports here that are not in other countries or sports in other countries that are not here in America, or I should say they aren't as popular. And that's because this country, this place of America has a culture, all right? So we are to be representatives and of that country, uh, the kingdom of heaven. And with that being said, it says here in the second definition that we're supposed to represent. Um, so when we represent something, we're, we are not only a direct reflection, but we are um, showing that we're living um, from a, I should, you know, it says in the first a foreign place or a foreign country, because we know that uh, Abraham, Abraham, that he uh, scripture says that he <laughs> lived as though he was from another place, that he was from a foreign country. So when people uh, would see Abraham, you know, he's considered well, he goes down as one of the people uh, in the Hall of Fame of faith. Abraham lived as though he was a foreigner here. Abraham uh, lived as, you know, everything that he did was a reflection of what the father wanted because he believed what the father said. His ideals were totally different, even though his wife, Sarah, may have thought one thing that they wouldn't have a child in their old age. It came to pass. And even his relationship with Isaac or, or Isaac, we know that he was willing to lay down his, his son's life, even though Elohim had promised him. But he knew that the father had another plan for him. And that's what set Abraham apart uh, or makes him go down as, the, as one of those who is in the Hall of Fame of faith. And through Abraham doing that, we know that gave uh, the father the access to put Yeshua in earth because Abraham was willing to sacrifice his son. So we see that Abraham had a mindset that was totally different in this world, that was illogical, according to a lot of people, all right? So let's go to this next scripture so we can really see where is it, does it even say in scripture that we're ambassadors? Because some people will say, well, you're just making up a term, you know, it, it's not in scripture. You know, they, they may say I'm get, they're getting the definition, but don't really see it when it comes to looking in the word. So let's go there. In Corinthian, be it, or 2 Corinthians 5 and 18 through 20. And all matters are from Elohim, who has restored us to favor with himself through Yeshua Messiah and has given us the service of restoration to favor. That is, the Elohim was in Messiah, restoring the world to favor unto himself, not reckoning their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of restoration to favor. Therefore, we are envoys on behalf of Messiah, as though Elohim were pleading through us, we beg on behalf of Messiah, be restored to favor with Elohim. Other translations here say, in that verse 20, it, it reads ambassadors in other translation. But even looking at this word envoy, if you look up the definition for envoy, it means representative. 
So that's what we are to be, and there's we're supposed to be representatives. So we're dealing with this topic, you know, being a manager. I promise I'm getting to it. We have to define these. So being a manager, you know, uh, when we're looking at that, how are we supposed to represent our king in the earth as being managers in the earth? So what we want to do is we want to look at our king. We want to see what it is that he did, because so many people want to reflect, you know, um, What's one of the biggest things when it comes to uh, Halloween? So many people want to reflect what, what they've seen in movies. They want to reflect what they've seen in um, different shows because those shows, you know, they create these uh, fantasy worlds and, and those worlds have a certain culture. In those worlds, you know, certain people uh, do certain things. I can point out one in particular, you know, you, you, <laughs> uh, Pokemon. In Pokemon, you know, you have to you have to catch the Pokemon. You have kids just running in the wild. You have people running in the wild. And you have people when they go to these, what is it called, cosplay, when they do cosplay, they act like, they speak like just what they see in uh, that show. So when people see them, they know exactly what show they're representing. So when people see you, are they saying, are you representing our king just by the way that you dress, act, talk? And I know that this is dealing a lot with kingdom culture, but we have to get that in you to understand that the father, what he has to have management or order in him in order for us to be a reflection in the earth. And we can see that if we go here to this slide, let me pull it up real quick. Okay, our king as a manager in Bereshi, uh Genesis 1, this is uh, one in one through two. It says, in the beginning, Elohim created the heavens and the earth and the earth came to be formless and empty and darkness of the face of the deep. And the spirit of Elohim was moving on the face of the water. So here we see that Elohim created the heavens. He was a manufacturer. All right. So he created uh, so he created the heavens and earth for a purpose. You know, he had a design, uh, a design purpose. And we know that Elohim, when he did this, if you go all through, we don't have time to read it, but if you go all through uh, chapter one, you'll see that everything he did, it was for a purpose. There was order in everything that he created. It, he didn't, <laughs> we're going to get to it, but you'll see here that it says uh, the earth was formless and empty and darkness. We see that he didn't put a man into this empty and dark, and dark space. The, what this is really referring to, this was chaos on the earth. That, that's all it was. It, it was chaos. And he couldn't put man in chaos because we know that man was to be in Elohim's image and likeness. And Elohim cannot function where there is disorder, where there is lack of these management, manage, management principles that we're going to talk about. Okay, so let's go to the next one. Embarrassing Genesis 2 and 7. Elohim formed the man out of the dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils, breathed breath of lies and a man became a living being and Elohim planted a garden in Eden to the east and there he put the man whom he had formed okay right here Elohim like I said he didn't <laughs> when he created the earth he didn't automatically put man into it. he had to get some things in order first he had to do some things first to prepare the earth for man all right and uh when <laughs> when Yeshua was coming to earth um uh, Yeshua said prepare me a body he, Yeshua couldn't just automatically be just brought into the earth. He couldn't just, the father said, and then it happened. The father can, but the thing is, the father is not a lawbreaker. And he's not going to violate his laws. So obviously there have to be laws of management. There has to be laws that govern the way that we're supposed to do things according to his word in order. All right. So there's a purpose for being a manager in the earth that the father designed. And that's what we have to understand when we're looking at scripture and trying to get I, in our lives, I'm not trying to jump ahead of myself. Let me slow down. So the uh, when we're looking at our everyday lives, we have to focus on what it is that the Father wants us to see, and not religion. Religion doesn't won't focus on the topic of management because it doesn't agree with what is called the Great Commission, going out and getting those people uh, saved. But you know, it's not about the Great Commission; it's about the Great Assignment. It's a, it's about uh, being a delegated king in the earth and representing the uh, kingdom that you're supposed to now be a citizen of. The father has now given us not only the ability, but he's given us a different way of thinking through our regenerated spirit. And we're going to get to that next. But like I was just saying about being a delegated king in the earth, let's look at the first delegated king in the earth and what did he do? Okay. 
Uh, Bereshit Genesis 2 and 15. And Yahweh Elohim took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work and to guard it. Okay. So the thing that the first man was supposed to do, the first Adam, what he was supposed to do, uh, he was supposed to, it says here, work it and or other translations said 10 and guard it. What he was supposed to do was manage the earth. All right. And we can see that through this uh, Hebrew word here, the Hebrew word that's used for work or 10 a lot of times it here is uh, was used every time is abad. And it is spelled a yen. A yen is spelled a yen, yud, noon. And it is to see, to experience, is to have that uh, that open revelation in life to experience something. All right. And we have the biet, which is spelled biet. Yud Tav, and it's to uh, what, what's working on the inside. A lot of times, it's referring to family. Um, it is a pattern. Uh, Biet is focusing on uh, what is inside of us. What have we used to identify ourselves? Uh, because that Tav is in there, and you can see it through somebody's lifestyle. It, it's shown in this is making reference to that Biet. And the last Hebrew letter word here is Dalet, which is referring to the access. They uh, referring to having a pathway, a doorway that is uh, open to us. All right. And if we break this word down using the meaning of these Hebrew letter words, and that's how we get the meaning is because we have to break down each letter word. It's like when you're when you're looking at a word, um, and you're trying to read a sentence, you have to, in order to understand a sentence, you have to understand each and every word. If you don't understand each and every word, you can't get the full understanding of what that sentence is, is really saying. Because, you know, when you're younger and you skip over words because they're too big, you don't understand, though, you know, it may be some big adjectives there that's describing um, a building. You know, it, it could be saying that, that the building is immaculate and you're just saying what you're looking at it as a child and you're just saying, you know, well, that's a nice building, but it's more than that. It's using this adjective to describe it. So when we get into these Hebrew letter words, if we're not understanding that each Hebrew letter word has its own meaning, then we can't get the full understanding of what the father was saying in his word. All right. Um, or I should say in uh, the word that he was trying to convey to us. Okay. So when we break it down, what we get is to spiritually see the pattern inside that comes from the kingdom of heaven. There's that country, that place again. All right. Man is to work, colonize, and to cultivate what Elohim has given him. What Elohim did when he made man in his image and his likeness, Elohim made man a man of order, just like Elohim was. What he did when he made Adam a, a delegated king, he gave Adam access he, to that open heaven. So now the vision that um, Adam had in him, he can now live it out on the earth. Now, one thing about this <laughs> is that many people want to just say, okay, now I'm born again. Now I understand that, um, you know, I can pray and things that happen and, you know, you believe it because the father's there. And, what, and this even messed me up because I thought once I get born again, okay, life easy now, you know, now, um, you know, it's like, well, what am I supposed to do? Just hurry up and die. Um, because it's like the plan that the father now has for my life wasn't made, I should say, plain to me. <laughs> the only thing I was focused on was like, you know, this career. So I wanted the father to help me in this career. I wanted the father to help me uh, when it came to getting, getting the house, the nice car, the, the family, the big house and the white picket fence. That has nothing to do with what Elohim has designed us to do that has a, everything to do with the american culture so that's why again we have to get back to kingdom culture and understand that the father has a different assignment for your life than what man is trying to give you which is debt okay and so once we had this understanding that we are delegated kings and we have purpose in us we have order in us we have everything we need to fulfill the vision that's what order will help you do and we're going to get to that as well and when the thing, well, the thing about it is that when you're operating as a kingdom citizen, it's not like the ideas that I had or, you know, many religious people, once they get saved or, or born again, is to just uh, do nothing. That, that's not it at all. Management requires work. Management re requires studying. It requires spending time in the word to get knowledge of the kingdom, which is light. And once we have this knowledge, we can use these laws uh, in our lives so we can have the benefits and privileges. And I bring this up a lot because the father uh, has 
given us so much. These systems that I talked about, you can use them. People use systems today in the world uh, when it comes to business because they understand if I activate it, well, I shouldn't say activate, if I use this system, then it makes it easier for me to have more time to do other things. I now have an accountant in place who can look at my books. I now have um, an HR team who can handle all the uh, things that are going on in unethical that are going on in the business. I now have a, uh, uh, what should I say, a technology team or, or tech support. I now have engineers to design what I need. I now have all these, not only, these are not just careers because each one of those uh, things that I designed, they're made up of um, teams that use systems within the team. And that's what a lot of software is. A lot, a lot of software, you know, we call them systems. Even the, <laughs> the uh, entire, um, interface that we see is called an operating system because everything within it is operating for a purpose. It's what you choose to do with it that actually sets you up for success or failure, okay? Because the operating system, you know, some people use it to play games. Some people use it to uh, for stocks. Some people use it to organize um, their artwork. Some people use it to um, look at things they're not supposed to. Some people use it to um, just research all day. So it is different things that systems can do. And all of these are not uh, a reflection of what business has done, what business has brought to the earth, you know, because we have business class. And I'm not trying to get too far off topic, um, but a, a lot of this is ties into what we're talking about. I'm just trying to relate it and bring it up to uh, present day um, understanding because so many people believe that the Bible is outdated. But the thing is, is that the language, the King James version, yes, it's outdated, uh, that language is, but the principles um, are still applicable to today because the father said in his word, I, you know, I am Yahweh, I change not. The father hasn't changed, his principles are still there. That's why when things happen in the earth, we have to, we have to go in scripture and look and find out in those laws, why did this happen? How did this happen? How can I use it in my life? Because, you know, it's uh, the glory of a, um, in scripture, it says the glory of a king to conceal a matter. And it's the, uh, I'm sorry, it's the glory of Elohim to conceal a matter. It's the glory of a king to search it out. So we have to go in the scripture and find what it is they talk about. When those um, people came to Yeshua and they were uh, just looking for si miracle signs and wonders. And what did, um, who said it? I, I think it was Yeshua when he said, you know, only a wicked generation looks for those. So we're not here to just seek out these miracle signs and wonders or give a credit to what we feel like successful people in the earth have done by, excuse me, being millionaires or billionaires by really exploiting people or a lot of them already had wealth. But a lot of these the things that they've used were already established by the king. And what they're doing is using these principles that can work for anybody, just like um, the laws of, of physics. If anybody uses, or I should say the laws, let me get more specific, the laws of aerodynamics. Those laws can work for anybody that understand how to use them, all right? Now, the thing is, is that a lot of kingdom citizens are ignorant of the laws that Elohim has applied. And, you know, they're trying to create these miracles. They're trying to uh, become a replicate of what they are reading in scripture without understanding. And that's really a lack of fellowship with the Holy Spirit, okay? So one thing that we want to do, we don't want to be like a dom. We don't want to be like, you know, people I'm describing. And we don't want to accept this idea that a different culture can show us better how to manage, can show us better how to put things in order. So what we're going to look at is what when did Adam do this and what happened? OK, because we're still focusing on Adam and him being a delegated king. All right. So let's go to the next one. In Bereshi, 3 and 8 through 10, and they heard the voice of Yahweh Elohim walking about in the garden, the cool of the day, and, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of Yahweh Elohim among the trees of the garden. And Yahweh Elohim called unto Adam and said to him, where are you? And he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid myself. And I just want to point out that when Adam was naked, that doesn't mean that he was physically naked. This was referring to him not having uh that covering so that's why you know he they understood the covenant you look at abraham when even abraham how he you know when he split the birds apart and he walked through there he on abraham understood covenant how to make a covenant okay adam and masa Ezeniah were full of knowledge they weren't primitive 
And when they were naked, it was the covenant, you know, that they made for themselves was, was the fig leaves. That was them making a covenant between each other, between husband and wife. All right. And they did this after they uh, accepted that different doctrine, that, that different uh, way of living. Uh, they now had declared declaration of independence um, because, you know, instructions were given directly to Adam, who was supposed to be um, uh, a reflection of heaven in the earth and walk out in dominion and be just like the father was in managing the earth when um when it came to cultivating as it talked about before everything that adam had in the earth it, it was given to him all he had to do was was cultivate all he had to do was work it so a way i can relate this is that um you look at our one thing i can focus on is, is like our gifts okay some people may have just be naturally talented or gifted at um uh, let's say drawing um now if you never draw you you're gifted to draw people look at you when you're in elementary and they and we know that uh gifts are given without reproach so just because you have a gift doesn't mean that you're anointed all right and that goes a lot of times for seniors um but when you're drawing you know if you never sit down and sharpen those skills if you never sit down and cultivate that gift work on it what the father has given you you can still be stuck in the elementary state okay so we're supposed to sharpen the axe to make it easier to cut down a tree. Because if we try to cut it with a dull axe, it takes us a long time. If Adam had not cultivated the earth and done what he was supposed to do, the earth would have been out of order. But he had the vision, he had the mind of Elohim. So that the convictions were already set in him to be a manager. Um, but one thing that Adam did is that when he accepted uh, this different idea, this different uh, government, when he, uh, he now declared declaration of independence he was no longer living for elohim's government he's now becoming he now became an agent of the old serpent's government because now he's he has different ideas okay and we know this was over a period of time that the old serpent was working over them it didn't happen instantly again i, I talked about how smart they were but the old serpent is very cunning all right so the thing about adam now when he's in his fallen state adam was out of order okay and this is why it says right here, because Adam was out of order, Elohim confined him. He was no longer doing what he was supposed to do to manage and cultivate the earth. He was now operating in, I guess you could say, a, a religious mindset. I do it when I want to. Okay. He no longer had that access to heaven. It had been cut off. So those convictions that were once in him are now not in him because he's in a fallen state. Okay. And I have more. But I, I've run out of time and I ended on this point here. Anything out of order is a breeding ground for demonic influence. All right. I hope you all really enjoyed this word. I hope it blessed you all's life. Uh, please subscribe to the channel. Uh, follow us. If you're watching on Facebook, please uh, like the page. And thank you all for joining us. And Shalom.